Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, pray, uh, prayer is amazing. Somebody say prayer is amazing. It's amazing, and it, but it's impossible to live the God kind of life without prayer. Every Sunday night at 5 o'clock we have prayer, and hopefully you're praying every day. It's very, very important. Some people say, well, I'm trying to live my Christian life. Well, you can't without prayer. You need prayer in your life. So this morning, uh, if you look up on the screen, we're talking about uh, uh, hearing plus. Somebody say hearing plus. Hearing plus power plus faith. Once again, it's uh, hearing uh, plus power plus power plus faith. Now, you'll see those three principles uh, throughout the Bible, all the way from Genesis uh, to Revelation. These are very, very important. It's real simple, what I'm going to share with you, but it's very, very powerful. And if you can get those in your heart this morning, your struggling days are over. How would you like that? Struggling days are over. Praise God. But I want to say this, that, uh, but we want to believe that uh, this morning. On certain occasions, just certain occasions, because multitudes followed Jesus, on certain occasions, Jesus would heal everybody in the multitude. All right? But that was just certain occasions. Uh, and we're going to agree this morning that uh, every one of you here will have his needs met. Start this morning, and we'll believe that anybody here in the, uh, the program, they will have their needs met this morning. So this morning, uh, we're going to go to Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to ask you to turn off your cell phones, please. If, if you don't have a, you're not used to having a Bible, it'd be good to have one of these, you know, a handheld uh, printed Bible so that you can mark it. And if you can't mark your Bible, throw it away and get another one. So that ones you can mark. So it's very important that you get that. And uh, if, if, uh, since you're not going to use your cell phones, if you uh, didn't bring a paper, uh, here's some here. Anybody who needs paper, just raise your hand. They'll give you one. The only thing I don't have for you is a pen. So uh, you might want to borrow that from somebody. Uh, so if you need uh, some paper, it would be great for you to uh, start to uh, take some notes this morning. We should do that every time we come to the house of the Lord because you'll receive something for your life. You'll walk out. By the time you hit the car, you forgot it, but you can uh, uh, refer back to it, right? So this morning, once again, it is hearing plus. Somebody say hearing plus. Hearing plus power plus uh, faith. This is very, very important. And we're going to start off this morning uh, uh, with Philippians 4.19. What a powerful scripture this is. And, it's, and he says, and my God, somebody say, my God. My God shall supply how, much, how many of your needs? He said, all your needs. And that word all includes... All, right? And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do we serve an awesome God? Is he rich and powerful? Well, he is the most high God, right?
right? He's the most high. There's no one higher than him, and he has the last word. He's the, not only the most high God, but he's the all-powerful God. So my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Now, when we look at, uh, think about needs, uh, we know that you'll fall in one of these categories. Uh, it'll either be a spiritual need. Now, if, if someone has a spiritual need, no money in the world can resolve that. And there's people walking around the world with spiritual need, and they wonder, what in the world's wrong with my life? I have money. I live in a nice home. I have this and that. I have a great job. But uh, they find themselves out of control. There's spiritual needs. But thank God that God can meet spiritual needs. Then there's people that have physical needs. There's something wrong with their body. But God is able to also uh, take care of that because he said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. I am your physician. I am your doctor. So we as God's people should make him uh, our doctor, number one. Uh, you know, you can go to a doctor. There's nothing wrong with that, but... Uh, you ought to uh, consult God first, right? Because no doctor can heal you. If you have a disease, no one can heal. They can give you medicine, and your body eventually heals itself. Uh, but we have a mighty doctor, a great physician. Can you say amen? So apart from spiritual needs and physical needs, there's material needs, and people have that. And then there's some people that have financial needs. So these needs, God will meet every one of them. My God shall supply all my needs. He will meet all my needs according to his what? His riches and glory. Now, if, God's, if his word says God shall meet all our needs, why aren't all our needs met? Uh, well, because it's not automatic. And now, God's great desire. If you read the Bible, you know that uh, God's, uh, God has a great desire because he's a God of love. He wants to meet not only your needs, but everyone's needs. Can you say amen? But uh, why aren't all the needs? If God is a God of love and he's a God of, uh, of compassion and he's a, he's a God that is concerned about us, why is it that most of the people in the world do not have their needs met. Well, it's because, once again, it's not automatic. They, it will not fall on you. It will not fall on you. This is why uh, people live this world. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be born and they'll live and die, and people struggle with the needs in their life when there is no need of that. And my God shall supply what? All my need according to his riches and glory. So we find in uh, Romans 2.11 that God is not a respecter of persons. There's no partiality with God. With, uh, for there is no respect of person with God. What God does for others, he'll do for you. Can you say amen? And you never have to uh, be envious of anybody else's goods and stuff because God will give you your own goods. He'll give you your own house, right? You don't need anybody else's. There's enough to go around. Can you say amen? So we don't have to envy people. God is a good God, and he wants to meet everyone's needs. Can you say amen? 
So why, uh, why do some receive and some don't receive? Even among God's children, uh, there's a lot of need there, right? So people walk around, they say, well, God said it. Uh, look at this, uh, my God, yet they have needs. But it's not going to just fall on you. It's not automatic, right? So we know that God cares. But why is there so much hunger in the world? About 80% of the world is having a hard time. 80% of the world's population. Some people are, have no food. Some people went to bed last night. They didn't have enough food. I was talking to a fellow uh, some years ago, and he said, uh, the country where I come from, we'd go to bed early at night, turn off the lights. There's no food, no food. So uh, there's people like that. There's lots of sickness everywhere, and there's death. So how does God meet all these needs? How does God meet all these needs? We've got to find out because it's not automatic, right? So uh, Matthew 6.33, King James, uh, he says uh, uh, in the scripture, but seek ye what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And how many needs? Ah, it just confirms uh, uh, Philippians 4.19. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Can you say amen? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And how many things will be added? All these things. Imagine for a moment all the needs of your life being met. Because God's not a liar, right? He's not. These are not just scriptures. These are not just were empty words. Uh, Jesus came out of his, his own mouth. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he says, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, just before that, he said, the Gentiles, it's a word for people outside of God. Gentiles, they kill themselves for what I add to you. Isn't that wonderful? See, the people in the world, they kill themselves. They struggle. They worry uh, when am I going to get that next dollar, that next $10,000? And they worry about everything. But God, uh, but God says, he said he will add all these things to you if you seek first the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? So we need to do that. Now let's go to the Amplified in that same scripture. And if you look at the Amplified, he says, but seek. Aim at and strive after, after all his kingdom and his righteousness. And then he said, his way of doing and being right. I want to stop there. So the kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. God's way. That's the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things. So if we want to receive from God... We got to do it God's way. Some people say, I'm going to do it my way. Well, you're not going to go very far. And you may, uh, you may be able to just uh, float along for about a year or so, but it's not going to work for you. The Bible says, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So uh, he created us and everything, and he made everything to function a certain way, Right? Now, I don't care what they do in the world. It doesn't work. We've got to do it God's way. So the kingdom of God, when we say seek ye first the kingdom of God, we've got to seek God's way 
of doing things. Can you say amen? And then, somebody say, and then, all these things taken together will be, will be given to you besides, once you do it, uh, God's way. So the kingdom of God, once again, is God's way of doing things, right? So if you don't know this manual, this is the greatest law book you've ever uh, could ever get in your hands, right? And this is the book that you've got to uh, 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 put in your heart. This is the book you've got to meditate on. This is the book you've got to know uh, because he tells us here how things work in this life. Can you say amen? So it's, uh, did everybody understand, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And the kingdom of God. So these three words, hearing plus power uh, plus faith, is how God works, right? That's the way it works. These are major words. There's a lot of other things, but these are major principles throughout the Bible. It's hearing, and it's, uh, it's uh, power, and when, that, when we use the word power, we're talking about the anointing, God's power upon your life. Can you say amen? It's his ability. He enables you to do things. <clears throat> and then it's plus faith. So this morning, looking at this portion of the scripture, uh, we're going to uh, uh, find these three words. We're going to find hearing, and we're going to find plus power, plus faith. Can you say amen? Okay, now let's go to Mark chapter 5, and beginning with verse 21. Now, in this portion of the scripture, <clears throat> and on this occasion... The Bible mentions two persons, uh, one by name, Jairus, okay? And the other one is the woman with the uh, issue of blood, but the Bible doesn't give her name. But the Bible, on this occasion, even though there were multitudes of people, these two people uh, are brought forth uh, so that we could understand these three principles, all right? So, beginning in verse 21, he says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was near unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. The rulers. Somebody say, the rulers. Rulers of the synagogue. Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Wow. And, uh, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Can you say amen? So, before we get to the woman with the issue of blood, uh, we're going to focus on Jairus also, on Jairus. And number one, uh, it's hearing, all right? Hearing. So uh, that's important. Uh, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the what? By the word of God. In other words, it, it's impossible to increase your faith in your life because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith begins, listen to me real carefully, Faith begins where the will of God is known. You cannot have faith. Some people say, I want to have faith in God. 
how? How can you, if you don't know God's will, right? We have to know God's will, what he offers. Then you can have faith. Faith uh, now is faith, right? Faith is now. It is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, praise God. So faith begins where the will of God is known. Now, looking at this ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, the Bible tells that he was the ruler of the synagogue. Now, if anyone knew God's will, listen real carefully, if anybody knew God's will uh, during the ministry of Jesus, it was the people of Israel. The Bible says that he came to his own, right? So if anybody knew the will of God, it was the children of Israel. The other nations, they served all kinds of other gods, statues, gold, silver, all sorts of gods. But in Israel, there was no other gods except Jehovah God, right? So if anybody knew the will of God, it was uh, Israel. They heard it. They heard it over and over and over and over. Now, in Romans chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, uh, in the New Living Translation, uh, listen to what Paul says. He says, then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? He said, yes, there are great benefits. First of all, and this is what I want to focus on, I want you to focus. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the what? The whole revelation of God. The whole revelation. So if anybody knew the will of God, uh, it was the Jews, God's people. They were the apple of his eye, right? And Jesus was born, and he grew up, and he spent his ministry with people who knew the Scripture by memory. They started at a young age of five years of age. As soon as a, a child reached five years of age, they began to instill the Scriptures into these children. Imagine what uh, your child or your children could be, would be and become. They would be powerful. If, if we would start as God's people, New Testament covenant, if we would begin to instill the Scripture into the lives of our children, can you say amen? No, we want to teach them everything else, right, on things that don't work, right? And then they end up having a life that doesn't function, right? But the Word does function, and if we want our children to become Psalms 112, your children will be mighty upon the earth, we have to do what those people did in Jesus' time and during the Old Testament. They would start them early, and then they'd have different levels of the Scriptures. But God's people, even in Jesus' time, they memorize, you know, the Torah, the five books of the Bible. They knew those by memory. They could quote it, you know, beginning from Genesis 1-1 all the way to Deuteronomy. They, would know, they knew the Scripture by memory. So if anybody knew the will of God, it was, it was the children of Israel. However, uh, what we hear must be accompanied with faith. We've got to mix it with faith. Everybody understand that? It's not just hearing. You've got to believe it. And uh, he said, well, I don't believe it now. There's a lot of scripture. I came in the ministry. I look at some of these girls and I said, man, I can't believe that. <laughs> How many of you have ever been there? He said, I know it's in the Bible. I'm reading it. I just can't believe that. I can't wrap myself around that scripture. 
uh, it's, it's hard to believe. You say, well, how do I get to believe it? Well, the Bible says that uh, you have to say it, right? Uh, that's the instructions that God gave uh, Joshua. He said, uh, let this uh, book of the law not depart from your mouth. So they had to say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. And uh, once you say it, how many of you know that even a liar will, uh, 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 will believe his lies? Right? Right. If he says it long enough, right? So uh, people believe a lie. They heard it so long. There's a lot of lies out there. People hear it, hear it, hear it. He said, it's truth, right? But it's not truth. So you can, uh, when you, if you want it to become truth in your life, and you want to get it down into your heart, this is where it counts. Somebody say, this is where it counts. It's in your inward, man, not in your head, right? When you know, but you know, but you know, but you know, but you know that it's yours. Can you say amen? So you have to repeat it, and you repeat it, and you repeat it, and you repeat it, just like the Jewish people. And you repeat it, and you repeat it, and then it finally gets in your heart, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise God. So the Jewish people, even in Jesus' time, they had heard of the gospel. And if anybody knew God's will, it was them. Unto them was given the whole revelation of God, the oracles of God, right? Uh, 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 Romans 3, 2. Uh, but the problem was that he mixed it with faith. Now, speaking about us and speaking about the Jewish people, look at uh, Hebrews 4, 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well, what? As well, uh, let's go to Hebrews 4, 2, please. Hebrews 4, 2. 4, 2. For indeed the gospel was preached uh, uh, to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what? In faith uh, on those who heard it. So this book right here will not work for you. And all your needs cannot be met unless you hear it and mix what you hear with faith. Can you say amen? And if we can't believe it now, said, I will believe this. Man, it says some amazing things in the scripture. Amazing things. Just amazing, right? So I'm going to believe that. Once you believe it, you'll be a high flyer. Can you say amen? So if anybody knew the will of God, it was God's people. They knew it by memory. They knew what was a curse. And they knew what it was a blessing. They knew Deuteronomy by, me by memory. They quoted Jewish people, the Torah. They didn't, need the, they didn't need it. They didn't have Bibles like this. But they, they would instill it so much since, uh, since childhood because people knew it by memory. So they knew the curses. In Deuteronomy 28, you find the curses and the blessings. Can you say amen? Now, Jewish people do not believe in poverty. They don't. That's why they are the bankers, right? They're the rich people. They don't believe in poverty. Christians believe in poverty. They said, oh, I mean, that's the way I'm going to live. Jews don't believe that. They don't believe in poverty. They believe uh, to be blessed. They knew that they were under the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant in the Old Testament 
covered all their needs, right? They believed in scriptures like uh, Psalms 23, 1. Uh, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They, that's, you know, they know that. They believed in, uh, they knew it, Psalms 91, 1. Now, a lot of times Christians don't know these scriptures, but they did, right? Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They knew scriptures like uh, Psalm, I mean, Exodus uh, 23, verse 25 and 26, where the Bible says, uh, if you'll serve God. Jews knew that. They knew that. Uh, if, if you'll serve God, I will bless your bread and water. We're not just talking about one little piece of bread. We're talking about all the food, right? I'll bless your food, and I will remove all sickness from you. Uh, I will, there'll be nothing that'll abort. There'll be no sterility in the, sterility in the land. <clears throat> and uh, you will be able to complete your days upon the earth. You will not die before your time, right? Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise on him for that, right? <laughs> praise God. So you see, if anybody knew the will of God, it was them, right? So the Bible says that this Jairus, uh, the ruler of the synagogue, uh, he had heard about Jesus. Everybody heard about Jesus. And some said, uh, yeah, he's a devil. He's uh, Beelzebub, uh, the king of demons. But Jairus said, Jairus said uh, something's taking place here. He's healing people. That's God's will. We know that. We, we know the scriptures. We know that it's God's will for us. There's people getting healed by the thousands, right? Uh, we know that's God's will. So the Bible tells us in, uh, uh, in verse 22 uh, of Mark chapter 5, and he said, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, I pray you. Come and lay hands on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Is that faith? Yeah, he said, if, if you'll come, that's all you have to do, just lay hands on her, she will live. That's faith. You know why? Because they knew God's will. But he said, if you'll come over here, I know they, they, they call you Beelzebub, but people are getting healed. Remember the blind man that was born blind? Uh, the ninth chapter of the book of John. Uh, he got healed, and the Pharisees came to him. He said, uh, the guy healed you is a sinner. He said, man, I don't know. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. Uh, yeah, he's a sinner. He said, I don't know if he's a sinner. One thing I, I, I know, I, uh, I was blind, but now I see, right? He said, I don't know if he was a sinner. I'm healed, right? And they, they asked him again. He said, why are you asking me a second time? Do you want to be one of his disciples too? Boy, that got him mad, right? That's right. So does everybody understand hearing? You have to hear it, right? So let's continue on. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, verse 24, 
And Jesus, that's Mark 5, verse 24. We're dealing with this chapter here. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. All right? And then a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years. That's a long time to be sick. Uh, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and with nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, there it is. She had heard. She had heard. That's why she's there. She heard. You can't have faith without hearing, right? We've got to hear God's word. Every opportunity we, we get to hear God's word, you've got to hear it so your faith can increase. Uh, and, and had suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had, and was nothing better but grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood immediately was dried up, and she felt it in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now, verse 30, we'll go to the second point, which is power. All right? Verse 30. And Jesus immediately... Knowing in himself that virtue, uses the word in King James virtue, but it's the word power or anointing, all right, had gone out of him. When he felt the anointing go out of him, uh, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now, some people think that uh, if Jesus was here personally, that he would heal everybody. No, he wouldn't, even if he was here personally. He would not heal everybody because, uh, but was he uh, not anointed? I mean, uh, there was thousands of people followed him on this occasion. Only this woman got healed among the crowd. Can you imagine? Why didn't Jesus heal the rest of them? Wasn't he anointed? There was no one as anointed as Jesus. No one. No one. Even though he was 100% God, he was 100% man. God doesn't need to be anointed, but as the God-man, he was anointed. And no man was ever and never shall be as anointed uh, like Jesus. In other words, at the level that Jesus was anointed, uh, will not be there. Now, I'm in the ministry not because I wanted to be. God called me. I'm anointed. I have to. In order to, uh, to fulfill this call, the call of one of the fivefold ministries. So, those that are called in the fivefold ministry are anointed. They're anointed to stand in that office. You understand that, right? Now, people that are not called, they're not anointed. But if you're called, you're, you'll be anointed. Uh, but never, ever close to Jesus, to what he was anointed uh, at that measure, right? Because in John 3.34, remember this scripture? John 3.34, the Bible tells us, uh, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. So if Jesus had no limit, no measure, we, have, we are, are limited and we, are give, uh, only, uh, we have a measure of the anointing. Can you say Amen. So why didn't Jesus heal everybody? I mean, there were thousands of people there. Why didn't he just say, everybody get healed? 
because he was, uh, uh, because he was the God-man, <clears throat> that anointing has to be activated. Listen to me now. I don't want to lose you. Even though he was anointed, that anointing has to be activated. Right? And it can be activated two ways. The gifts of the Spirit. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. And when the Spirit wills it, the, the gifts of the Spirit under are not under control of no man. He moves as he wills. Can you say amen? So sometimes a person will be healed here or there independently of their faith. They don't need faith if a gift moves. But the problem with that is that when the gifts move, one in probably 5,000 are healed that way. Very few people are healed by a gift of the Spirit. But if we want to activate the power, right, because Jesus felt power leave him. And he said, somebody touch me. He said, that's crazy. You know, there's thousands of people here. Everybody's touching you. Reaching out for we're trying to keep them away from. Can you imagine? We're trying to keep these people away from. Everybody's trying to touch you. But some people are touching him perhaps like this. Uh, they say that if we touch him, we'll be healed. I'm going to try. I'm going to see. Well, that was not faith. This woman, she said, uh, she said, if I can just he, uh, touch him. Can you say amen? Uh, she, I will be healed. So, uh, the other way of re uh, releasing or activating that power, the anointing, is by faith. And everybody can do that. Can you say amen? Everybody. Gifts may work um, uh, for some, but it'll maybe uh, not touch you. I've been, I've never in my, all these years as, as a Christian, uh, a gift has ever worked uh, to heal me. I've had to do it uh, the, uh, principle, uh, the primary way that God heals everybody or, get, or meets your needs, and that is by faith. Can you say amen? So uh, thousands of people were there, but nobody got healed except that woman. Just one woman. Wasn't Jesus anointed? Oh, man, he was anointed. There was nobody. He could heal anything and everything. But it takes faith to activate that anointing. Can you say amen? So where were we? In what verse? Verse 30? Yes, verse 30. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself the power had gone on him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude thronging you. And, and, and saith thou, Who touched me? And he looked around to see uh, her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, here it is, verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. Wow. Thousands of people. And this woman, because she said, if I touch his, well, she's been saying that number, probably for a number of days. If I can only get to Jesus, I know that when I touch him and touch any part of his clothes, I'm going to be healed. I've been sick for 12 years. I know, I know I'm going to get it. 
Can you imagine if some, all of you here said, I know that when uh, Matt and Jennifer lay hands on me, uh, it's not them, but it's God. It's the anointing on me. I know that when, I, when they touch me with anointing oil, I know I came this morning to get my healing. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, <clears throat> that's the power. Number three, point number three, faith. And this is what faith means. Listen to me real carefully. Faith means this, fully persuaded. Somebody say, fully persuaded. Remember Romans chapter 4, talking about Abraham, fully persuaded? That's what a faith is. Faith is just simply that, fully persuaded, fully persuaded. You are convinced that God will do what he said he would do. That's faith. You're fully persuaded, he said. Man, I'm persuaded that he said that. I'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I believe that. I'm fully persuaded. And if you're not, you got some homework to do. Right? Say, so, well, I'm waiting for a gift to operate. I'm just hoping it'll fall from heaven. It's not going to do that. You'll live and die and never receive it. Right? So, that's what faith means. Okay, now let's go. Uh, she was healed. Let's go to verse 35. And while he yet spake, while Jesus turned around and said to this woman, Daughter, you've been made whole. It's your faith that did it. Immediately somebody came, verse 35, and came from the ruler of the synagogue, how, how uh, his house uh, certain which, uh, which said, your daughter's dead now. Your daughter's dead. Why trouble is thou the master any further? Wow. How many of you know that delay does not mean denial? Right? However, we must stay in faith. Right? Now, I don't know if you could ever imagine or ever thought about it. Jesus' eyes how piercing they were. He could see right through you. Imagine the powerful eyes of Jesus. And when uh, they came and said, Jairus, your daughter is dead. It's all over. Jesus turned around and said, Jairus, look at me. Jairus, look at me. Jairus, look at me. Look at me. Focus, man. If this is if this is going to happen, you have to have faith. Come on now, uh, Jairus, focus. Stay with me now. How many of you have been with people? Say, stay with me now. Come on, uh, stay with me. Uh, this has got to get done now. Uh, uh, just have faith and don't have any kind of fear. Can you say amen? I'm going to give you two scriptures. I'm just about uh, done here. Uh, this are, these are two good scriptures. This is N, uh, NT, NLT. Uh, Hebrews 4.14. And then we'll go to Revelation. And he says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, what should we do? Let us hold firmly to what we believe. Somebody say, hold firmly. Come on now, hold firmly. This is what Jesus is telling Jairus. He said, you got to hold firmly, man. Uh, Jairus, come on, man, stay with me. 
Come on, stay with me. You've got to focus now. I know these people are saying that. Your daughter's there, but focus now. Focus. Focus. Nothing is impossible with faith. Can you say amen? And faith is being fully persuaded that God will do exactly what he said he would do. Can you say amen? So let's go to Revelation now, uh, 3.11. He says, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. And that multitude there and those people uh, were trying to take from Jairus his miracle that day. Can you say amen? Somebody say, nothing will take my miracle. Nothing, nothing will stop my miracle from coming. Can you say amen? Now, verse 36. Uh, uh, we, we've, uh, be not afraid, only believe. That's verse 36. Let's go back to Mark chapter 5. And he suffered no man to follow him. Jesus, once he was at that point, he said, you people are not going with me. Nobody. I'm only taking Peter, James, and John. Even the rest of the disciples, you say, you stay here. Uh, and he, verse 38, and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and sees the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. Now, I don't know if you've read the Old Testament before in Jeremiah and Amos and also in Jesus' time. Uh, when somebody died, guess what? They hired mourners. It was fake. See, uh, it's usually even the poorest had two pipers or two minstrels, at least one woman mourner. And, you know, she was hired. She'd go from funeral to funeral. He said, get with it, lady. Ah, you know, just, you know, just. She would wail, man. And uh, if the people weren't crying enough, she said, come on, get her going, get it going here. So they would wail, man. Get everybody crying. Have you ever been at a funeral? You, you didn't even cry until somebody started crying, right? You don't even know the person, right? You're not even connected. You just went there because somebody invited you. Maybe it was a friend of the friend, but you started crying too, right? So mourners, they hired mourners. And at the end of their ordeal, they'd go like this. How did I do? So, man, you were great. Okay, I'll give me my money. Did you see me how I fainted? <laughs> said, man, you were great. Great, right? It's crazy, right? That's right. So, uh, let me say this. Going back to uh, verse, this is very important. Verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Why should we hold on? Listen to me real carefully. Why should we hold on? Why did he say uh, in these two scriptures, Hold on, hold on. Let nobody take your crown. Why did he say that? Because of Mark eleven twenty four. Remember Mark eleven twenty four. He says in Mark eleven twenty four. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty four. He says, "Whatsoever you sh you desire." Mark eleven twenty four. He said, what it, "Whatsoever whatsoever things you uh, wh what you ask or desire when you pray, believe what, believe that you receive them, and you will have them." Right? 
So he says, when you pray, believe and receive. But there's a problem here. God does not tell you when it's coming. Anybody can have faith for a moment. Everybody says, do you believe? I believe, you know. Everybody believes for a moment. Some people believe for an hour. Some believe until they get to the car and have the first circumstance or fight with their spouse or something or argument. It's gone. Their faith is gone. Some will, pray, uh, some will believe God for a day. Some perhaps a week, but that's really stretching it, right? <laughs> but what if it don't come in a week? Because there are certain things that will not come in a week, a month, sometimes big things that God has to arrange in your life will not come for maybe months and maybe years. So what are you going to do between the time that you believed it and when you believe, truly believe you receive, you receive it? I got it. I got my house today, right? I got my house. I have my house. But what if it don't happen for two or three years? You have to stay in faith, not up and down, right? Remember what uh, James said in James chapter 1? He said, don't think that you'll receive anything from God. If, if you're like uh, the waves of the sea, if you doubt, you will not get it. Let's read that. I, I didn't give it to her, but let's read James. Oh, man, I'm, my time is running out here. James 1. James 1. I'm just about through now. James 1, uh, verse 6, 7, and 8. He says, Let him that ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Uh, for let, them, let, the, let not them... Uh, let not that man suppose that he will receive what? Anything from the Lord. You can if you're doubting. He, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Wow. So uh, Jesus uh, had the mourners there. And guess what he did? The next verse. Let's go to verse 40. And I'm, I'll just read it real quickly and it'll be done. And when he got there, he, uh, he found the mourners. And Jesus said in verse 39, he said, uh, when he came in, he says, what's all this ado and, and weep, and you're weeping, and the, dam the damsel's not dead but sleeping. Jesus said, uh, she did die, but he said, it's not a permanent death. That's what that means. It's not a permanent death. She's dead, but I'm here. Right? And Jairus has faith. So she's going to rise up. And they laughed him to scorn, which means the mourning was not from sorrow. It was fake. It was a custom. So all of a sudden when Jesus said, uh, she's not dead, she's going to live. All of a sudden they started laughing just like this, man. From oh, crying and wailing, tears, fainting. All of a sudden it was laughter. So you know that was fake, right? So, uh, and when they, la they laughed him to scorn, wow. When, then he, he put them out. How many of you know you need to put some people out? Especially in a, you're in a room, you've got to believe God. Some people are talking unbelief. Uh, you go to a hospital, it's time to get these people out. I've had to do that. Go to the hospital and say, you, 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 out of here. 
Say, but I'm a relative. Yeah, I know you're a relative, but you've got to get out of here. I'm praying for this person right now. And people get mad, right? They're mourning and crying, but they don't have any faith. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and that were with him, and entered into where the damsel was lying. Verse 41, and he took the damsel by the head and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which uh, is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto you, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were astonished with great astonishment, and he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Praise God. Can you say amen? So it's a combination of hearing plus power plus faith. And you'll get your miracle. Can you say amen? Let's stand up, would you please? And real quickly, uh, we got about five minutes this morning. If you have any kind of need this morning, uh, whether it be spiritual, physical, material, or uh, financial, you can start coming to the altar. Uh, the pastors here are going to quickly anoint you and agree with you in Jesus' name. There's oil right here. Anybody? Quickly. If you have a need, you can come this morning and say, man, I'm going to get my need this morning. This is why I come to church. Just start coming to the church, I mean, to the altar here, and let's receive right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that when you believe, you received it. You believe to receive. When is it going to come? That part we don't know. But you got to... Uh, not change your confession. You've got to hold on to your faith until it manifests. You said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it. It's coming. I know I cannot be denied. I cannot be denied. Praise God. There it is. They're just going to quickly put oil on you, and you got it in the name of Jesus. It's your faith. Let it be according to your faith this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Is it God's will, Pastor? Is it God's will and is, is it His plan that all my needs be met? Yes. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply, meet every need according to His riches and glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God.